Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry, a.k.a. Slightly Floating Head on YouTube. Yes, the disembodied <laughs> head of Jerry. Uh, check it out on YouTube if you're just an audio listener, just to see Jerry's head floating. He's wearing a green shirt in front of a green screen. Breaking rule number one of video podcasting, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why I don't yeah, even worry about that, a I'm green bre- screen. I'm breaking a few rules, too. My uh, my wife, Sylvia, is uh, working behind me on her uh, swag for her work. Um, yeah. So, that's good. Well, that's all right. Uh, I'm going to stay professional today, so at least one of us is going to make the quota. <laughs> I think I've lost that many <laughs> All right, well, today we're going to talk, uh, we're going to preview uh, the final preseason game a little later on, uh, but there are a few pieces of news that we want to talk about first, uh, and we want to do a little bit of listener feedback again, because that was fun last time. Yeah, I think we're going to do listener feedback probably after the uh, preseason week three, and again, our preseason previews are not the strongest because well i mean it's preseason. they are appropriate <laughs> they are appropriate for preseason we take as much stock in them as uh the nfl teams do yeah yeah maybe not as much as some twitter uh panthers fans but <laughs> <laughs> but we take the appropriate I, amount of stock in them. hey i took two out of five worried whiskers so, I mean, <laughs> yeah last week by the way we're sticking with that if you try to t- change it no, no the whisker scale happening. i love the whisker scale yeah we'll keep on that <laughs> uh well let's start off with uh some transactional news here jerry yeah a big one uh the carolina panthers signed cornerback troy hill to a one-year deal i love this signing uh former starter for the rams i mean he knows this coaching staff, the defensive edge. I can't speak Evero. So, mm-hmm. and we we've been saying this since the draft and free agency that they needed depth there. I mean, J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson are good, but I mean, C.J. Henderson is such a roller coaster of ability. Yeah, no one behind him has shown anything, and he's good. He's a good slot corner, and he's a good potential starter yeah he's he's very solid um he, i was kind of looking at his advanced stats earlier uh, comparing them to other players that we have on the roster like dante jackson cj henderson uh he blows cj henderson out of the water in terms of production uh pff grades you know uh, uh reception percentage things like that he's very similar to dante jackson in terms of they have had pretty good years uh his Troy Hill's best years are better than Dante Jackson's best years uh their worst years are very similar so I think if you are looking at like what type of corner we're getting in terms of production think a slightly better Dante Jackson obviously you know we've been not as fast as Dante Jackson but uh fast enough and you and I were talking a little earlier this is a guy who's got a lot of experience playing corner and he's got a lot of experience playing in the slot Mm-hmm. So that's a good versatile guy. Yeah, and especially because this team doesn't have a slot corner currently. Like CJ Hand Henderson was probably plugged in. Jerry Jeremy Chin was labeled the uh, slot corner. I don't think Jeremy Chin's playing time is gonna get affected at all by this. I could be wrong, but I 
But I'm assuming they have a different role for him than yeah. what Troy Hill's about to play. Yeah, it could. I mean, you know, we were talking just from the last preseason game how so many over-the-corner balls were being completed from this from the other teams. Troy Hill played mostly slot corner in 2020-2021. Last year he was back to mostly corner-corner, um, you know, outside corner. So wouldn't surprise me to see him be on a slot corner on this team for the majority of the time and then also be able to step in whenever J.C. Horn or Dante Jackson gets hurt. Yeah, and when I said that, I don't think J.C. Horn or Jeremy Chin is really going to be a slot. Yeah. I think he's going to be kind of a rover of a linebacker safety kind of mix and sometimes corner. Uh, there's only 11 guys that can be on the field at one time. And I think Troy Hill is probably a better slot corner than Jeremy Chin. <laughs> I agree with that. So I, in, in those situations, if Jeremy Chin could be the odd man out. Yeah, if, if, they're, if the opposing team is trailing and you know they're going to pass, I agree. I think Troy Hill will be out there before Jeremy Chin, or you have a Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin linebacking core or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I could see, you know, uh, that's the good thing about Jeremy Chin is he can kind of slot in a lot of different places. So you want to give a guy a breather for a few plays, Jeremy Chin could probably play that spot, whatever it is. So, but yeah. this is great. I mean, we talked about needing another corner uh, for weeks and months now. And I, yeah, I like months. Troy Hill. I think <laughs> this is a good signing, very solid depth signing, and a guy that can start uh, if needed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he had, what was it, a couple years ago, he had three interceptions. 2020, he had three interceptions, two touchdowns, and 119 uh, interception yards. Mm-hmm. And he has some talent there, taking him to the house and ready the skills. Yeah. Did you get the – have you seen any of the tr- contract negotiations? No. Or? In fact, I was looking earlier. I didn't see any numbers. But his most recent contract was – uh, three years, $1.5 million. So I can't imagine it's more than half a million dollars, something like that. Yeah, SpotRack doesn't have anything. I, I'm assuming you're right around there, like a $3 million type of con- $1, 2000000 I think it's one I mean, year. Th- uh, I, I think I did see it was one year. So one year, half a million, 750000 something like that. I can't imagine it's even a million dollars. But... Um, you know, this isn't a guy that's going to be an all-pro or probably mm-hmm. even a pro bowler, but he's very solid depth. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good player. He's a guy that's been in the league since 2015, and he'll probably be in the league another five years. Yeah, 31, I don't think five years, but I agree. I mean, he's a solid corners player. can play, especially if you can play slot corner, you can play a decent amount of time in the league. Yeah, five years, though. I mean, That's only 36. I, I view him as a Captain Munnerlyn type of player. Mm. Captain Munnerlyn's still in the league. 43 years old now. I was going to say, I almost <laughs> believed you for a split second there. I don't know but how old Captain my, Munnerlyn is. Then my whisker worry or radar your whisk, started yeah. peaking. Your whisker started twitching. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for comparison, I, uh, Dante Jackson's best season, the season that got him the contract extension with Carolina, was 2020, where he was a 70.4 overall grade in PFF. Troy Hill has had 
three seasons better than that. And as recent as 2020, he had a 74.2 PFF grade. So take it with a grain of salt. PFF is not perfect, but it is a good indicator of when you're trying to rank players. Yeah, Dante Jackson's best year, Troy Hill's better. And got a much worse yeah. contract out of it. And, and by the way, Captain Munderland's only 35. He His last year was in 2018 here with Carolina. Just saying. What was it? Oh, Captain 2018. Mono. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that hard-hitting journalism there, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm on the ground, Jerry Dubster. Uh, there is another uh, transaction that we need to talk about here. The Panthers have uh, moved on from formerly starting nose tackle Marquand McCall, guy that came into camp and seemed to do well enough to earn that starting job. He's gone. Yeah, kind of shocking that he gets the week one start of the preseason, and now he's gone. Uh, Frank Reich has already gone say that they cut him this early so he could catch on with an R team, mm-hmm. which I could see he that will. from this coaching staff, that they've already kind of like, okay, I think uh, Rashawn Williams is probably going to star. Mm-hmm. We like this other guy. He's probably on the cutting block. Let's let him go. Let's... See if he could catch on with a team that fits him better. I mean, he's a four-three <clears throat> yeah. lineman tackle. I mean, yeah, I mean, personally, if I'm the coaching staff, and I don't know, they needed to make spot, a spot for Troy Hill. In my opinion, they probably could have cut one of these fringe wide receivers or something like that, and kept Marquan McCall at least up through the final preseason game and just in case somebody got hurt or something like he's serviceable. I don't know that he was playing great as nose tackle. Um, but they have said that this three, four is not going to be a three, four all the time. They're going to mix up a bunch of stuff. There could be situations where Mark Quan will call be perfectly fine to plug in. Yeah. My thought is this, if the coaching staff didn't feel like he was going to get a roster spot and wanted to go ahead and move on, I mean, I don't know this defense at all. I mean, I mean but has, has Marquand McCall earned the right to be one of those guys that, ah, all right, let's give him a chance to catch on with another team. Like, uh, was there no circumstance where he could have made this roster? That that would be my question to the, to Scott Fitterer and Frank Wright. I, I'm i assuming no. Yeah. I'm assuming no with that t- type of cut that they've already made their decision on their defensive tackle situation. Hey, and it right. may be bringing somebody else in. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know what the ro- what the roster is right now with Troy Hill coming in, Marquand McCall going out. If they're still at ninety or whatever it needs to be, ninety three, whatever the yeah, number or, is. Or, or maybe they felt the simple fact that you know, if we play him, he has to play as a four three defensive tackle, and we have four three defensive tackles a little bit better than him. Let's let him go. And let's try to find a, a nose tackle for the three teams. I don't know, man. Like, he's got the body of a nose tackle. Like, he <laughs> he was – it seemed like he, that was going to be a really good fit for him. And it seemed like he flashed, occasionally, like, last season. So, it was kind of shocking. But you just yeah. – in my opinion, you got to trust the coaches to sure, more of course. know what they play in all. Of course. And I'm not – and I'm not, you know – questioning like i'm not upset by the cut or anything i don't, I don't really care oh, obviously man. he wasn't don't get on twitter oh, i know obviously <laughs> he wasn't 
fitting in the plans, like you said, but I just I question the timing. That's the only thing I question is it feels like they could have kept him on the roster for another week and, and seeing if something clicked in that final preseason game. Who knows? And like I said, I, I kind of like this as a coaching staff. If you know a guy's not going to make it, and especially a guy who's, I hate saying it, a try-hard type of guy that has flash. Maybe you cut him at this point so his name goes across the uh, waiver wire before the flux of everybody else. So there's maybe so the Chicago Bears can pick him up, right? Exactly. I mean, Carolina North Part Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Good luck to Mark McCall. He will be picked up. I I don't know if he'll be claimed as a waiver wire pickup, but uh, he will end up on a roster. He's He's, got he's too good, in my yeah, opinion, he's got to this be the end of his career, in my opinion. I mean, he, he was outplaying guys last year on this defense. Uh, he can, mm-hmm. he can out, outplay somebody in the NFL and be on a roster for sure. Um, yeah, it was uh, surprising when I saw that today. Again, I'm not, like, upset about it. I'm not shocked and awed. But Stop crying about <laughs> McCall. I've gotten over it. I've, my McCall jersey, I don't know what I'm going to do with it now. But... Good luck, Marquand. Yeah. Any other transactions we need to talk about here, Jerry? Not that that's, I know I of. That's Nothing <laughs> that's really big. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to harp on small things. Not like, never mind. Uh, so, do you want to talk about uh, the preseason week three? Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Playing the Detroit Lions Friday night. Friday night football. Um, uh, Frank Reich has said that the starters will play. It seems like they'll play right around the same amount they've been playing, based on what he said. Could be he said could be a little less, could be a little more. It's going to be very situational. I think if Bryce Young comes out, scores a touchdown on that first drive, they're yanking him immediately. I think they should. Yeah. If he comes out and struggles the first three drives, I think he should get a fourth. Like I think that he needs to put something together to, to boost some confidence, not only in himself, uh, but, you know, just the offense overall. See, I don't know. I feel like I've feel, – maybe offense overall. I feel like I've, I'm confident in Bryce Young mm-hmm. so far what I've seen. He hasn't gotten rattled by the porous offensive line play. He's making the smart reads. I haven't seen him throw up bad ball at sure. all. Like, Everything has been miscommunications or, hey, I'm throwing it where my guy could get it or it's out of bounds. Right. I mean, Reich did say that there was one one wrong read, I guess, that he had uh, in the last game. I did also notice the uh, the first play from last week. I was watching it again today. The bootleg where he rolled out to the mm-hmm. right. He had Thielen kind of in the flat, sort of running with him, wide open. Could have easily completed it, made it you know, 10, 12 yards. Um, so something, and Thielen was like, you know, doing the international sign <laughs> of distress uh, from Team America. And uh, Bryce just didn't see him or wasn't confident kind of throwing across his body. It wasn't that far, but it may have been a slightly awkward throw. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, I think there are some things that I think Bryce is going to be good. No problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, like you said, he hasn't made major mistakes. He hasn't. Turn the ball over. He hasn't done anything, but I would like to see. I'd like to see him get in the end zone. I would too. 
Uh, I'm not denying that, but I'm also saying I feel comfortable with what I've seen, that he's a quality NFL starter. Now, I expect the rookie mistakes. I expect mm-hmm. the misreads occasionally and stuff like yeah. that. But I've, I also have seen him under duress where previous quarterback Sam Darnold would throw <laughs> it literally to the wrong team Yeah, when anybody comes at him. <clears throat> so far, I haven't seen that. So I, I'm fine with that if I want them to get in the end zone anyway. It's just because this preseason, they really haven't done much. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, we do play Detroit in October in real time. So what are we going to really... Yeah, would expect this to be even more of a vanilla game plan than we've seen so far. That's weird that we play, uh, yeah. you know... a. Uh, Normally, we won't play someone in the preseason that we play in the regular season. Or at least it doesn't happen very often. So and, it, interesting. And I was, when I saw that, I was like, why? Yeah. Why would you allow that? Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, okay. I Actually, I guess I knew that, and I just didn't remember it or what. But that's kind of uh, that's news to me. So, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I, I would be surprised if... Burns or Houston, uh, maybe Houston plays. I don't know, but I did see Marquise Haynes is back on the practice field. I'm expecting to see a lot of him to this week. Yeah, hopefully not so much that he gets hurt again, but I would like to see him out there. He needs a play. over under fifty plays before he gets hurt again. Uh, just in general. Yeah, five zero. Um, yeah, under probably. <laughs> just going with the odds. <laughs> I'm a savvy better. Uh, I mean, I hope he, I hope he doesn't. I like Marquise Haynes, and I've always thought that if he had an opportunity to get starter snaps, that he would be a guy that could produce. But he just can't stay healthy. No, and, and that's what we're worried about. You know, J.C. Horn right now. I mean, yeah. except we know J.C. Horn has looked the part of a shutdown corner. Yeah, healthy. Yeah, J.C. Horn has looked all pro talent Mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying marquise haynes is that just that marquise haynes could be productive but yeah jc horn another guy that you know has all the talent in the world and just hasn't been able to put it together a full season yet so we'll hope to see that this year early returns have been good in the preseason i haven't had any concerns about jc horn he's looked great oh no i mean i i don't has he even really played any snaps he's played a few snaps yeah okay i was gonna say i i would be fine if he very very little very little uh, which is, yeah, right, like you said, perfectly fine. Uh, now, I do have a question. Has he gotten a sponsor by Bubble Wrap, and can I go ahead and, like, mm. pay money to wrap him in Bubble Wrap? I don't think that'd be a good idea for Bubble Wrap. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, no, he hasn't. Um, all right, what else, uh, what else are you looking forward to in this game? I'm really looking forward to the defense. I want to see the defense kind of put something together that resembles a quality defense that I expect this team to be. I mean, the first game, they got slashed all up and down the middle. Mm-hmm. And this second game, Daniel Jones carved them up like... Uh, mostly over the middle. He's, he was Tom Brady in his yeah. peak. Yeah, mostly over the middle. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Troy Hill going to be somebody that I'm going to be looking at this week. Seeing if he can maybe help that or if scheme wise they've figured out some way to you know bring the linebackers in or what you know whatever they need to do to kind of cut off that middle uh, and trust your corners you know 
feels mm-hmm. like that's one thing where when you have suspect corner play, sometimes you have to maneuver the defense in such a way to help those guys, and that opens up the middle every time. So yeah, it would be nice to see if uh, they figure that out. But um, and, and and I do want to put a caveat. I I understand the big the big players on this defense aren't playing. Mm-hmm. The Brian Burns, the Justin Houston, the Derek Brown, they're not playing. Jeremy Chin played five snaps. I mean, I get it. Those guys aren't really the going to be making the big plays right now. But I want to see some of these second stringers <clears throat> make a play. Like a Stanley Thomas Oliver has made plays mm-hmm. for the third string. I want to see some of these second player string guys do it. Yeah. And you make a good point there. And a point that one of our listeners, Elizabeth Strawberry, made, Jerry. Uh, she sent us an email. Oh, oh we're cu- we're we're I'm cutting just, over. Just, that was. I think this is a good segue. You made you you brought up the point. Uh, I want to give Elizabeth her due. She's been a good listener and a great listener, and has been very communicative lately. Basically, she just is not concerned so much about the preseason. Um, she's not concerned after game two, or she says she gets our concern after game two. But you know, Bryce basically said that they're running a very very vanilla game plan. You know, not doing a lot of uh, things like wide receiver motions or, uh, you know, they had the one rollout. That was it. You know, they're so they're being very selective, very plain in their play calling, which we've said we agree with. Um, and the defense was without their top four pass rushers, Burns, Brown, Haynes and Houston. You don't have your top four <laughs> pass rushers. You're not going to put a lot that of, was... you know, good. the law firm of that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't mean to step on her email. I was yeah. just talking off what I know. Yeah, but to yeah. her point, Sorry, when, when you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, that hurts your corners, right? That yeah, opens up absolutely. the middle of the field. So uh, she says that she thinks it's the advantage that we're going to see in our coaching staff, you know, that this all-star coaching staff that we have is going to start showing up in the regular season when they've got game plans that they're making, when they're watching film when they're making adjustments at halftime. So Elizabeth is just preaching, everybody calm down. It's yeah. just the preseason. We got to trust our guys. We were all really excited about this coaching staff a month ago. Let's stay excited about that. Right? They're going to make the right decisions. Uh, and I agree. I think rational, calm, uh, just get ready for the regular season. You're going to see something very different. Uh, I agree with that, but I think the biggest problem with this fan base, with myself, Uh is that we've had such bad issues with coaching and just Uh things we expect. We think this roster is better than it is, and all of a sudden, regular season happens and it just falls apart. Now, I'm trying to hamper my expectations just because I know – Matt Rule was a horrible coach, so right. I, I <laughs> and I'm expecting this coaching staff to understand better. On the whole, Carolina Panthers fans have been blessed with head coaches. Honestly, I yes. mean John Fox was here for eight or nine years, was a very very good head coach. Ron Rivera here for the same amount of time, very good head coach. Blip with Matt Rule, <laughs> right? And now we've got Matt, now I've got yeah. Frank Reich, who I think is going to be a, a Fox Rivera type in terms of tenure, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be here for a while, and we're going to have success. And you got to think, even the first coach was Dom Capers. Dom yeah. Capers, what took them to the NFC Championship game their second year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
the the only other blip was George Shin, and Seifert. I mean he was such a super. Or sorry, George, George Shin, Shin, another bad decision for Carolinas, but this isn't a Panther uh, Hornets <laughs> podcast. But yeah, Seifert, but C- right? Seifert, you know, and, and he actually had some good years if you look back. And I say good years, I mean better than Matt Rule years. I mean but Hall of Fame. He He's a Hall of Fame coach, George yeah. Seifert. I mean, I mean, so how can you really fault the Panthers for going after him? <clears throat> yeah. Now, John Montana made him a Hall of Fame coach, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he had a lot of success in his career. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like we're back with, you know, the the steady head coach, which has been a Carolina Panthers staple, right? The, the Fox Rivera, very even keel guys. Don't get too up. Don't get too down. Unfortunately, that's the way the records have gone <laughs> for the Panthers as well, right? Never, mm-hmm. uh, rarely terrible enough to get, you know, a top five pick. Rarely good enough to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm hoping that th- that was something that Frank Wright can fix. But if not, I mean, we're probably looking at another seven, eight years of mostly better than 500 football. And yeah, I from mean, what we've been through, that's an improvement. I mean, I if we get back-to-back winning seasons, I mean, as... Well. Let's not get I mean, crazy, Jerry. <laughs> you're talking the impossible here. Well, you were talking about seven, eight win seasons for seven, eight years. I was like, oh. no, 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 no. I'm just averaging out to that because that's what it's oh. been with the best coaches in our tenure. It's been a little better than 500. It's been their their coaching records, right? Yep. We'll have the good seasons. We'll have the not so good seasons. Yeah. And Elizabeth, don't fear of emailing us more. We, Please. we like re- reading listener Everyone, feedback. yeah. Everyone re- email us more. Jerry, what's that email address? Uh, it is mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. Check it out. All right. Now we're going to go to some YouTube comments from a dumb and dumber MC. And this was about last week's game. I'm satisfied with the game personally. It was hard to get an idea of how the team looks when 99% of the plays were affected by officiating. Hundred mm. percent. Mm. Now preseason official for officials too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they. It was a lot. It was a lot of whistles. Yeah. But going back down here goes. If we do this in regular season, it's going to always be ugly. I am slowly beginning to believe that Michael Jordan is the worst guard in the league. Mm. And he continues on. I will say that Pat Elfline is not signed right now. I believe so. You are correct. Uh, would you rather uh, re-sign Pat Elfline than no. keep Michael Jordan? No, because at least I've seen something positive out of Michael Jordan. Previously. Would you want to try Marquand McCall at that spot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over both of those guys. <laughs> yes, let me. I mean, at least that guy's going to block somebody. He's going to block just somebody. Just mass would yeah. not be. It's going to take him an extra half second to get around him. <laughs> hey, you do what you got. Yeah, um, let me find another one. Uh, I'm going to read this one from Richard. Uh, Brady Christensen looked better than Icky, and Mingo looks promising. Brady Christensen, did he even play at left tackle this week? I think there are there is a group of Panthers fans who thinks that Brady Christensen should be left tackle and Icky should be left guard. 
I think that's ridiculous. Brady Christensen, we saw at left tackle, he was better at left tackle than he was at left guard. Mm -hmm. But Icky's first season was better than what we saw from Brady Christensen at left tackle. Yeah, and Cam Irving, I mean, Brady Christensen was outplaying Cam Irving at left tackle. Now, I wouldn't mind seeing if we could get a good left guard. Brady Christensen just become the left tackle backup. I think I'd be okay with that over Cam Irving. Oh, a hundred percent. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my number one need. Now that we signed a corner is yeah. backup tackle depth. Yeah. I which mean, is that, hard to come by in the NFL. I, I'm hoping that we can find a, a new, you know, somebody to fill that spot because, you know, Brady Christensen has been fine, but I wouldn't say he's an elite or even an, an maybe even an average left guard. He's slightly below average. So, uh, again, I do think that Brady Christian is better as a left tackle than he is as a left guard, but Icky is the future at left tackle. There, we don't need to pretend that he's not. No. Uh, um, also, I do I, like Jonathan Mingo. I think uh, I'm excited about him. I am too. I, I hope he kind of gets on the same page. There are some rough edges that he needs to be coached up on. Yeah. Uh, the couple miscommunications with Bryce Young, but I, I saw in that first that one reception he had, why some people are so mm. much more excited than him, on him than I have been. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right. I think that'll do it unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Um, no, just, uh, you know, offensively on the preseason game, you know, just don't turn the ball over. I'd like to see Blackshear running back more. Uh, I want to see mm-hmm. him get maybe 10 rushes this week. Um, and then I want to see more, you know, Mingo, essentially. Yeah, I want to see the offensive line hold up. I don't want to see bad mistakes. Like, that one sack was supposedly a miscommunication mm-hmm. between Icky. Uh, the call was a little bit different than he heard. So. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to see bad mistakes. I want to see the O-line kind of gel a little bit, open up some holes for these running backs because mm-hmm. – as bad as Chuba has looked, at the same time, the offensive line isn't opening up the holes that he needs. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, offensive line's been bad. Just plain and simple. Have not been good. So, mm-hmm. definitely need to see improvement there before the regular season starts. But, you know, it's the last preseason game. This is, again, this is the worst we're going to see this team. So, if we see some improvement, I'll be happy. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube and comment on there because we are now reading comments. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back either Friday night or Saturday sometime to talk about this game. And until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,